Welcome to Psalm 10. As said yesterday, both Psalm 9 and Psalm 10 are basically one psalm. Psalm 9 is a psalm of praise, whereas Psalm 10 is a psalm of lament. Now the abrupt change in the tone may seem strange though. How could David be praising God one moment and then be lamenting about it in the next? In fact, we see traces of affliction in Psalm 9 itself in verse 13 and 18. Now human emotions are such that one day we could be feeling on top of the mountain and the next day we could be down the valley. One moment we may seem praising God for his wondrous works and the next moment we could feel all lonely and abandoned. And David captures this human frailty and emotional fragility in this psalm. Isn't this why the psalms are so relatable and loved by so many out there? And what an encouragement they are when you resonate with the words of David. You're like, oh God, this is exactly how I feel today. In Psalm 10, David begins by asking, Okay God, tell me this. Why do you play hide and seek? Why do you, oh God, play hide and seek? In fact, he raises three questions in this psalm. Does God hide? Does God hear? And does God help? As a matter of our faith, we all expect God to be there, don't we? Isn't he our present and constant help in trouble? We expect him to answer when we knock. After all, doesn't scripture say, knock and it shall be opened to you? But God sometimes feels like this person who says, come on home at nine o'clock and I will be there for you at my house. And when you drive in, you find the house locked. And C.S. Lewis in his book, Grief Observed, describes this sort of feeling pretty well. He writes, Go to God when you need is desperate, when all other help is vain, and what do you find? A door slammed in your face, and a sound of bolting and double bolting on the inside. And the longer you wait, the more emphatic the silence will become. There are no lights in the windows. It might be an empty house. Was it ever inhabited? You may ask. And you may wonder, why is God so present a commander in our time of prosperity and very absent a help in the time of trouble? Now to be honest, I wonder if there's anyone who hasn't felt this way ever in their life. Does God hide? Does God hear? Does God really help? And for David, his enemies, the wicked, seem to prosper in their ways because God doesn't seem to intervene. For us, our enemy right now, the coronavirus, seems to prosper, killing thousands and thousands of people every day. And we may ask God, why are you so distant? Why have you abandoned us? Why do you hide? Why do you not hear? And why do you not help? Nevertheless, in the midst of silence and in David's disillusionment, he changes his tone and he calls out to God in verse 12. He says, Arise, O God, lift up your hand and do not forget the humble. David, in fact, expresses his confidence in God in verse 12 of chapter 9 itself. He says, I know, I know, my God does not forget the cry of the humble. And here in verse 14 of chapter 10, he reiterates his confidence upon God. He says, I know you see the trouble and the grief we go through. You are, O oh God, the helper of the fatherless, meaning you're the helper of the most vulnerable in the community. Verse 15, he says, you break the arm of the wicked, meaning you destroy the power of the evil over us. And David so beautifully concludes with a proclamation amidst his despair. He says, the Lord is king forever. In short, he praises God and accepts his sovereignty and his righteous judgment and his justice, even when he is in absolute despair. 
In verse 17, in fact, he expresses his confidence in God despite his feelings. He says, God, you have heard the desires of the humble. The Hebrew word used here is kashaf, meaning to listen attentively. So God, I know, he says, when you feel distant, you pay close attention to the cries of your people. Yes, I know that the ungodly and my circumstances may seem like they're winning, but I also know that the Lord is my king and my king will triumph at the end. So what do you do? What do I do when God feels distance? When you feel like he's locked the door from inside? Well, accept your feelings, express your feelings and bring it to the Lord in prayer. Accept your feelings, express your feelings and bring it to the Lord in prayer in the confidence of who God is. Remember, our God is above our feelings. And C.S. Lewis goes on to record his thoughts on God's silence later in this book and he writes, I have gradually come to realize that the door is no longer shut and bolted. No, God did not shut it and bolt it from inside. Perhaps it was my own frantic need that slammed it on my face. He goes on to write, You are like the drowning man who can't be helped because he clutches and grabs so hard. Perhaps your own reiterated cries has deafened you to the voice you hoped to hear. Shall we pray in the light of the psalm that we have just read? Dear Lord, sometimes in my desperation, I cry out so loud that I just deafen myself to your sweet voice. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed and inundated by my problems that I don't see the solutions that you have for me. Yes, I'm like that drowning man at times who clutches and grabs so hard and who cannot be helped. But I want to thank you that through this psalm, I can bring my feelings of abandonment to you. I can bring my feelings of helplessness to you. But help me, dear Lord, that while I feel my feelings and express my feelings, I will be brought to the confidence that my God pays close attention to my voice, that I am not left alone. You are there hearing me and you will act in your time. In Jesus' name, I ask. Amen.